if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. We get started now at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the 19th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2020. Racism is going to destroy this country. And I am not talking about white supremacists. I am not talking about the uh, the riots that have gone on, the racial riots, racially motivated riots. I am talking about racism being taught and being mandated by the American government. And it is going to destroy this country. I have so many stories that I'm going to share with you today that are just going to make you shake your head and make you uh, wonder if this country is going to be able to last. Uh, I mean that very literally. From local school boards, through city councils, through mayor's offices, through state governments, through the federal government, racism is so pervasive in this country uh, that it is going to destroy it. And that racism, by the way, is being practiced against white people. And that is a fact. Wait until you hear the stories. We're going to get into that very quickly here, but uh, just a little lay of the land for you today. We are also going to get into masks. No, not putting them on. Don't get into them that way. That would be stupid. That would be pointless. That would be useless. How do we know? Well, because we finally have a massive study that tells us so, that masks do no good. Masking to try to stop the coronavirus is useless. The massive study was done by a Danish group of Danish scientists featuring over 6,000, I believe. Hold on, let me double check on my numbers there. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 3,000. 3,030 participants randomly assigned. Uh, no, I was right the first time. My apologies. It was close to 6,000. The 3,030 were assigned to wear masks. There were just under 3,000 that were in the control group who did not wear masks. So almost 6,000 people studied. 4,862 of them completed the study. And according to what the researchers found in terms of the number of people who contracted the coronavirus during their study period, Comparing the masked group to the unmasked group, the difference was negligible. Literally one-third of one percent. 
difference between wearing a mask and catching the coronavirus and not wearing the mask. It is a massive study, and it's why it was buried. It was initially buried. They were trying to prove that masking was the answer. They found out it was not. They buried the study, and it was only those who had been waiting for it who started writing about it and uh, talking about how they have tried to hide the study that did not prove what they wanted it to prove, that they finally released it yesterday. So it's a Danish study that shows that masking is what so many of us have been saying for so very long. Absolutely pointless. As if we didn't already know that from the fact that in the state of Ohio, people have been masking since the mandate on July 23rd, and it has cut down on the transmission of influenza but not covid covid is skyrocketing in the state of ohio so if you didn't already know masks were useless you do now uh and uh this danish study essentially proves it so we're going to talk about that coming up at uh the bottom of the hour 9 35 with our guest attorney tom renz tom renz is going to be with us he is the attorney representing the group stand up ohio which is of course the organization dedicated to resisting and pushing back against the heavy-handed, tyrannical orders being given by Mike DeWine without any input whatsoever from the legislature, your representatives. That's right. He has cut one-third of the government completely out of the loop. He has eliminated or ignoring another third of the government because the judges have said that his orders are unconstitutional, but they've just been appealed. And while we're waiting for those appeals, he just keeps on going. So he's literally... Mike DeWine has literally created for himself a dictatorship. The three-branch government model that this country was founded upon so that we couldn't have a dictator because the legislature has exactly as much power as the executive and the judicial has exactly as much power as the legislature and in all directions in between three separate co-equal branches. Stop dictatorship. Mike DeWine has found a way to cut out the legislature and to ignore the judiciary. (laughs) So he is just a one-man wrecking crew, and he is wrecking this state, make no mistake about it. His curfew is uh, in place now, and uh, as I said, his... uh, uh, mask mandates are absolutely pointless. So Attorney Tom Renz will be joining us to talk about that at 9.35 for Stand Up Ohio. Then at 10.10, it is Thursday, and you know what that means. It's Dr. Everett Piper Day. And Dr. Piper's got a few different things on his mind that we're going to talk about, including the censorship of conservative America and talking about the Orwellian listing. That's right, blacklisting of conservative voices and supporters of President Trump. The left is calling for, again and again, lists. Alexandria Damasio-Cortez has said it over and over again. Uh, She wants a list of all Trump supporters and all Trump, what she calls sycophants, um, who have supported him so that they can be punished forever for their misdeeds. All right, so that's where we're headed today. But I'm going to start with matters of race because I have no choice. This is just so out of control. I played for you yesterday one small clip that I will play for you again from the Zoom meeting in Michigan, in Wayne County, Michigan, where the four-member board, two Republicans and two Democrats, who are charged with certifying the election results in Wayne County, had been uh, had, had kind of an impasse. And the reason why is there were a lot of election irregularities, a lot of problems in Wayne County, Michigan, like there have been in a lot of other places. 
And the two Republican members said they're not going to certify the results of this election until those are addressed. More specifically, until there was a confirmed audit that would be held of the election. So the two Republicans who opposed this, one of which was Monica Palmer, were sitting in on this battle, if you will, this Zoom meeting to discuss their way through this, when the Democrats just decided to play the race card. You know the race card. It is the last refuge of the defeated. When you cannot defeat an opponent with your arguments, with your points, if you cannot defeat an opponent with the merits, on the merits, the best way to defeat them is to call them a racist. That's America in 2020. You destroy white arguments by calling white people racist because in 99% of the occasions, the white people will back down. I don't want to be called a racist. Okay, you can have your way. And that is the way that it appeared it was working yesterday. After this Democrat named Abraham Ayash threatened Monica Palmer's children. Literally doxing the children by announcing on the Zoom call, which was public, where the children of Monica Palmer go to school. And essentially calling for black kids to attack them because of their mother not certifying an election because of election irregularities. That makes her a racist and her kids the targets. I'm not overstating what I'm saying to you. I want you to listen. And what that tells us is you, Miss Monica Palmer from Gross Point Woods, which has a history of racism, are deciding to enable and continue to perpetuate the racist history of this country. And I want you to think about what that means for your kids who probably go to Gross Point North. And when they see all their black classmates and they know that. And what did, did, did that? That was all you needed to hear. What's this going to mean for your kids who probably go to Gross Point North announcing what school her children go to in case any black family members have kids in that school telling them what to do. What's going to happen to your kids when they see their black classmates? I don't know, Abraham. What is going to happen to them? It sounds like we know what you want to happen to them. You want them to be attacked, harassed, verbally or physically, because their mother did not vote to certify an election that had a ton of irregularities and problems. You have declared her to be a racist because she wants the vote to be right. And it wasn't just Abraham Ayash. It was a host of Democrats. Pastor Edward Pruitt declared that the other Republican uh, who voted not to certify, William Hartman, his racist ignorance was showing because he allegedly picked speakers, public speakers, you know, who get to have a public statement in this, based on his ability to pronounce their names. Quote, your children will be as disgusted as I am, and I am sad that you have influence over them. Meanwhile, a woman named Trish Duckworth singled out Monica Palmer as well. Your racism is very apparent. I don't know how you sleep at night. And because this is on the record, Monica, your daughter is going to look at you in disgust because she's going to know that this is who is going to affect her. 
because people will ask her, why is your mother a racist? Do you understand what's going on here? Liberal Democrat thugs, capital T-H-U-G-S, thugs, are threatening elections officials for wanting the election to be, the count to be correct. Threatening them, declaring that their motives are not for an accurate count, but racism completely and wholly unfounded accusations and then saying the people that are going to pay the price here are your kids. I started the top of the show by talking about racism destroying this country and it's not racism that we used to see in this country, in the Jim Crow era against African Americans, and that's not to say there are no African Americans who endure racism in this country today, there are, but it is systemic racism against white people that is going to destroy this country. And this is the only truly systemic racism that is going on. How do you figure, Bob, what systems are racist against the the, uh, the white people in this country? The answer is the educational system. The educational system. Brings me to story number two. Megyn Kelly, formerly of Fox, formerly of NBC and the Today Show, etc. Megyn Kelly is speaking out. She has always been center-left. She said she was raised in a Democrat family. And as such, she didn't have a problem knowing that the school, the private school that her two sons attended in New York and the Upper West Side, was left-leaning. She was okay with it. She didn't want it to go over the top, however. But now, it has gone over the top. Megyn Kelly has yanked her two young sons out of their woke Upper West Side private school, where a letter was circulated accusing white people of, quote, reveling in state-sanctioned depravity and comparing the white children who sat in the chairs, including her children, comparing them to killer cops. The call was made in this letter to reform the way white children are taught. Because if you teach them the way they have always been taught, they will continue to grow up to be racist. The entirety of the white race has been alleged, has been called, has been decided to be racist by African Americans and, more importantly, by woke white leftists. White leftists have decided that white people are all racist, and they start out that way as children because of the way they're educated. Wait until you hear the rest of this story. And wait until you find out why Asian kids are no longer people of color. Asian kids have to be white kids now. And there's a reason. I'll explain that to you, too. Anti-white racism is going to destroy this country faster than you can even imagine. And I'm not backing down from this. I am going to provide evidence of this as we continue on AM 1420 The Answer.
All right, so let me finish this story before the bottom of the hour, and we start talking about masking and uh, and uh, curfew orders and so on with attorney Tom Renz. So Megyn Kelly, the former Fox host, former NBC host, now hosts the Megyn Kelly Show as a podcast, and she has made an announcement. She's pulling her kids out of their woke Upper West Side school, and as a matter of fact, that's not enough. She has decided to pick up her family and leave the city, leave New York City. She can't take it anymore. Quote, after years of resisting it, we're going to leave the city. The schools have always been far left, which doesn't align with my own ideology, but I didn't really care. Most of my friends are liberals. It's fine. I come from a Democrat family. I'm not offended by the ideology, and I lean center-left on some things. But then she went on to read directly from the letter circulated through her uh, her up uh, son's private schools school, written by Nalia Weber, executive director of the nonprofit Orleans Public Education Network, and posted on a blog titled... If you really want to make a difference in black lives, change how you teach white kids. Quote, there is a killer cop sitting in every school where white children learn. They gleefully soak in their whitewashed history that downplays the Holocaust of indigenous native people and Africans in the Americas. They happily believe their all-white spaces exist as a matter of personal effort and willingly use violence against black bodies to keep those spaces white. The letter continues. I am tired of white people reveling in their state-sanctioned depravity, snuffing out black life with no consequences. Where's the urgency for school reform for white kids? Being indoctrinated in black death and protected from the consequences. Where are the government-sponsored reports looking into how white mothers are raising culturally deprived children who think black death is okay? Quote, end quote. Now, I'm not going to give you any more of this, because you shouldn't need any more. Reverse the races here, and tell me how well this letter goes over in any school. Talking about black children talking about black children need to be reformed, talking about anything that they just said about white kids, calling them killer cops in the making. First of all, the insanity and inappropriateness of this cannot be overstated. This doesn't bring racial unity. This doesn't bring racial harmony. I thought that was the goal that all these leftists who talk about tolerance wanted to achieve. This divides blacks and whites worse than they ever could be. It teaches every black kid to be a victim and every white kid to be ashamed of the color of their skin. Not to mention the fact that every single thing that she wrote was inaccurate. White kids snuffing out black life with no consequences? White kids being indoctrinated in black death? That completely ignores the fact that black people kill white people at an exponentially higher rate in this country every year. It ignores the fact that black people kill other black people in exponentially higher numbers than white people kill white people. Yet the problem is in the way white kids are educated. They need to be ashamed of being the little children of racists that they are and ashamed of the fact that they themselves will grow up to become adult racists as well? Supremacists? This is what is being taught in schools, my friends. This isn't just some casual conversation anymore. 
This is indoctrination of racial depravity, I think it was one of the words that they used, but it is being committed by the leftists. Not all blacks, by the way, of course. It's black people in power and woke white liberals that are creating this anti-white crusade that is going to destroy this country and lead to a civil race war the kind of which Charles Manson once dreamed. I want you to think about it. I want you to call me at 216-901-0945. We're going to talk to attorney Tom Renz coming up next. We have to shift into another nightmare as we talk about big government telling you what time you can be out at night and what you have to strap to your face when you do. And, of course, uh, attorney Tom Renz represents Ohio Stands Up. We'll do that next on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 9.37. We continue now on AM 1420. The answer going to pivot away from the race issue and talk about the tyranny issue. Yeah, the one that is uh, ongoing in the state of Ohio. Mike DeWine has essentially created a dictatorship for himself. He has wiped out the other two branches that are supposed to be co-equal branches of government. He has uh, wiped out the legislature with vetoes. Anything they try to do to limit his power is now pointless and useless. And even though... Judges have declared his actions to be unconstitutional in response to the coronavirus. He has appealed those and just keeps right on going. So the judicial branch, the legislative branch, eh, just mere little, you know, little miny little, uh, uh, what do they call them? I mean, I think of what they're called, the bumps in the road. What do you call those little stupid things again? The little uh, road, uh, yeah, you know what I'm speed bumps. Those are my little speed bumps, the other two separate co-equal branches of government. Mike DeWine will do as he pleases. And right now he pleases to monitor your comings and goings. You will be under curfew from 10 p.m. until 5 a.m. for at least the next three weeks, added into all of the other limitations that we still suffer from here in the state of Ohio. And joining us now to discuss is Attorney Tom Renz, who represents Ohio Stands Up. Ohio Stands Up is a very important activist organization that is pushing back in the court, uh, uh, in a court of law against Mike DeWine and his uh, dictatorial actions. Uh, Attorney Renz, good to talk to you again. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? I've been better. I've been better. I used to live in a free state. I used to live in a free country. I used to not have the government sending out Gestapos of uh, Bureau of Workers' Compensation employees to monitor what I'm doing and where I'm doing it. So how about you? Well, I got to tell you, Bob, uh, you know, when you called and said that uh, you'd, you had some interest in having me on the show, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, you know, We've got all these these terrible things happening publicly, and yeah, you know, I want to come on and I want to give you guys a message of hope, uh, okay. believe it or not. So, behind the scenes, we are working very, very, very hard. I've got a whole bunch of things happening, and remember, we're not just working here; we're working all over the country. Uh, we've also partnered with Make America Free Again uh, to to really kind of expand what we're doing all over. And this is the first time I'm saying this publicly, but uh, so this is kind of a big thing, and we're going to be putting out a press release on it here. Later. But uh, a lot of the people that uh, are in this this world that are looking at this know of uh, Attorney Reiner Fulmick from Germany. He's been doing a bunch of work. He's got quite a bit of press, and uh, he's working kind of all over the world on this. Well, Reiner and I are now officially working together uh, on this. So we are now 
uh, throwing our hat into the international ring as well as fighting locally. And locally, since this is where we live and this is what we care about, uh, I've got some really exciting things that are going to be happening. We're going to be issuing a press release, I'm hoping, later today. And when we do, I'm hoping that a lot of people will check it out on the website. Uh, Naturally, the mainstream media doesn't want to share any of this. So um, my hope is that once we put it out, we'll try and get it out there and that people check out the Ohio Stands Up and Make America Free websites, because once it's out there, uh, we got some some pretty interesting things. We're going to send a little happy package down to the governor's office and to the ODH. And uh, I know that in the last couple of weeks, it really seems like we're going backwards. But trust me when I say we're nowhere near the end of this fight. And we have a few tricks up our sleeves yet. Wow. Well, I, I really love the optimism, and uh, I'm excited about what the possibilities are. Um, of course, and I really can't wait to see your press release to see what specifically is in it, if it's today or whenever it might be. But what can you tell us about time, uh, Tom Renz, Attorney Tom Renz with Stands Up Ohio, as far as how long it will take to see these gains and these positive steps that you're referring to? Because in the meantime, we all know what's going on. You know, right now we're in a three week curfew. And we know that a lot of other states have imposed a lot of other much more serious lockdowns and sanctions on businesses and free people uh, than than this one. And I fear and feel like three weeks from now, uh, after this curfew expires, it's going to be expanded into something far worse because the testing numbers are going to continue to be up. And that means the positive cases are going to be up. So. Exactly how long will it take for what you guys are doing uh, so that we could head off some of what we face from the governor? Well, I wish I could tell you exactly how long, and I don't know. Uh, you know, the thing is, is so we have a small number of people that are fighting. I mean, I fight this every day, but we don't have the millions of dollars that are being spent by the people that are pushing this. We don't have the teams of attorneys, you know, DeWine doesn't care how much money he spends on attorneys. He's got a whole team of them that he just keeps running around the clock. I work around the Mm -hmm. clock, um, but there's not a whole lot of attorneys that are willing to to do that for for the money that's in this, which is really not much. Um, You know, so that's kind of a tough thing. That said, though, uh, some of the actions that we're taking should should really be a little bit quicker than the federal case. I mean, the federal case is going well, in my opinion. They filed their 12B motions, and I personally, I have not responded to them yet. We will be responding to them, and I tell you that, uh, frankly, I think the motions are terrible. I think we've got them on those by, without any question. Um, But uh, we're getting ready to take some additional steps that I think will be likely to have an impact much faster. And, you know, at the same time, I want to encourage everybody listening to this. Please, you need to call your county and state reps every single day. Um, we haven't talked to Jim Jordan yet, and we, Ohio Stands Up, we would really like to get have a conversation with him, see if he could, uh, could or would be willing to help us. Uh, he's been pretty outspoken about this, but for some reason we just haven't had the opportunity to speak with him, and I'm hoping that'll happen soon. Um, mm-hmm. But call. you got to keep calling. You want to know how to make this change faster? Uh, when when DeWine issued his edict on the mass here last week, I believe it was, um, 
the, the phones at the state house exploded. And it actually, I've been told that the, the response from the public is part of the reason that we didn't have the same sort of lockdowns we hadn't, we'd see in California and New York and other things. Um, that works. Keep doing it. And you know what? Call your county reps, your county commissioners, your local sheriff and your local prosecutor and say, are you going to enforce this? Are you really going to enforce this in our county? Because we don't want it. We can fight this. And this is part of what I'm doing right now as I'm working is literally around the clock on the legal end of this, I'm trying to also get people to help. People can have an impact here. You can create enough civil uh, angst. If you, if you cause enough trouble, and I don't mean in a negative way, we need to be polite and professional and do this the right way, but if you're calling and calling and writing letters, eventually these elected officials, your local reps, your local uh, county people, your city people, eventually they'll get the picture. You know, this is this is something that is, a lot of what the state's doing is clearly illegal. But we can fight it on the local level because the state knows that it's illegal. They know they're going to lose in court. And so now what they're trying to do is get their local municipalities to enforce this. Well, you know your local people. They're local, especially in most of rural Ohio, where we can go talk to our county commissioners and know them by name. Fight, fight. Fight. Talk to these people. I don't mean fight in a, a negative way, but fight for your rights. Um, that's what we've got to do. Attorney Tom Renz is my guest on AM 1420, The Answer. We're talking about Ohio Stands Up. We're talking about legal fights. We're talking about challenges. And we're talking about some positive news that Tom says is going to uh, really uh, change the game here a little bit. Can I ask you, Tom, about the mask issue? Um, it, it continues to be the number one um cure, if you will. That's what uh, Mike DeWine and others want us to believe, that this will cure. This will be the cure. This will stop coronavirus from spreading. Now, um, there are two things that I want to ask you about. Number one, he issued a, a statewide unconstitutional mask mandate on July 23rd. He gave us an update just a few short weeks ago in which he said that he's proud of Ohioans because 85 to 95 percent of Ohioans, he said, I don't know what his measurement is, are following the mask mandate. So if masks work, and 85% of the people are wearing them, then one would think that the cases would go down. Instead, the number of cases is spiking. So that would indicate that masks are not necessarily very effective. And the second thing is, are you aware of the massive Danish study that was conducted on 6,000 people, around 3,000 in each masking and control groups, and they found that the number of people who contracted uh, or were infected with the virus um, was diff- was separated by only 0.38%. Le- so one-third of 1%. Uh, more people got the virus without a mask than did with the mask. In other words, statistically within the margin of error and insignificant. Why are we still being forced to strap these things to our faces, Tom Renz? Well, the face diapers are a means of control. I mean, there's no question about it. And I can one-up your study. There's another study. Okay. The only one of its kind that I've been able to find recently from Australia and New Zealand. And I'm going to read this sentence to you. Okay, this is directly from the study conclusion. Moisture retention, reuse of cloth masks, and poor filtration may result in an increased risk of infection. If you wear a cloth mask, you are at a higher risk of infection per the study than if you don't. What are we doing? 
This has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with efficacy. It has nothing to do with any of that. This is purely control. Do you know I actually got from a, a public health department a, a graphic where they're trying to explain why it is that if masks keep you safe, go ahead and wear one. Why do I need to, right? So th- right. this was trying to explain why we both need to wear a mask. This, from a public health department, literally was a graphic of two of a naked guy peeing on another naked guy. And <laughs> I've said, seen well, it. Well, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is the best our public you, health No, go, go ahead and explain it for those who haven't. Uh, uh, Tom, go ahead and explain it to yeah. those who haven't so we can really illustrate the absurdity of all of this. Go ahead. So I want you guys to image, and it's not like a graphic, like, it's a cartoon type thing. Yeah, it's cartoon well, image. It's kind of perverse in its thought. Yeah, it's cartoonish. Right. But so picture a kind of stick figure type guy peeing on another guy. Okay, they say, well, if if this if you're wearing pants but this guy's not, his pee will still get you wet. And so you both need to wear pants. This is the this is the logic, right? Now, I would say that if the other guy was wearing pants, he'd just get pee on himself, and that'd be fine, right? But apparently, <laughs> apparently not. Since we're, we're reduced now to justifying our actions and, and the requirement that we wear, and it's so appropriate that we call them face diapers since we're now referring to it as peeing on each other <laughs> or in, in terms of peeing on each other. So now just think, the next time you go to the bathroom, just think of the analogy between this and the coronavirus. I mean, I don't even know what to say. This is the science. These are these are the people that are are uh, we're apparently listening to in Columbus. These geniuses that come up with the pee on each other graphic. I, you know, I my response was, I'm going to be honest with you. If you pee on me, I'm going to punch you, and it isn't going to matter. Um, <laughs> I'm not advocating violence, but I'm going to be honest. If anybody is getting peed on and they need an attorney for punching them, let me know. Um, <laughs> Well, it it is you know, it is that absurd, and yeah, you know the 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 argument they're making is that if one of you has pants on, you know you'll get a little wet. If both of you have pants on, uh, you know one guy peeing isn't going to get the other guy wet at all uh, because of the two layers of protection. But as you pointed out, we are talking about uh, in the face masking. You know, they originally said you wear the face mask to protect yourself, and then that that of course could not and would not lead to control. Because people would, see, like you said, we could say, wear one if you choose to, don't wear one if you don't want to. Depends on how worried you are about getting it. And if you feel like the mask will help stop you from getting it, wear one. But that was going to lead yeah. to a very small participation. So that's when they had to say, no, 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 no. It's not about you getting sick. It's about you stopping yourself from getting other people sick. That's why everybody has to wear one. And that's how you know it's exactly what you said, Tom Renz. It is about control. Yeah, this is this has got to be, I, I mean... This is one of the most ridiculous things. I think in a hundred years, when we look back and we say and we look at this and we see this whole face diaper thing, and it, God, I hope that someone records for posterity these graphics of people being on each other. I, I just that is. I want you guys to know anybody who thinks that the governor is sensible in his actions and that these are you know wise and, and you know educated public health people, please. Take a look at the P graphic and tell me that that's what you think still. Yeah. That's, that's who you're putting your faith in. Please. Tom, uh, Tom, way, Renz, 
Tom Renz, uh, again, I encourage people to visit the website and support Ohio Stands Up. Uh, this is not a free venture. Uh, it costs money to go to court and to do all of this. Uh, so if you would like to donate, and we would like you to, go to ohiostandsup.org. That's ohiostandsup.org. And, Attorney Renz, when you get ready for that press release, I would love to make sure, if you could make sure your staff uh, gets me a copy of it. And then also, could you also forward to me that Australian study that you just cited? Yes, sir. I would appreciate it. Tom Renz, thank you for doing what you're doing for free Ohioans to keep Ohioans free. That's what it's all about. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Bob. All right. That's Tom Renz, uh, Attorney Tom Renz, OhioStandsUp.org. Make sure you check that out. We'll be right back. Okay, 958, the Bob Brands Authority, AM 1420, the answer. Really, really important stuff. I want to underscore the study that I have in front of me. Uh, Obviously, Tom gave me a different one, but this is the most recent. This is the Danish study that um, the pro-maskers tried to bury. They wanted nothing to do with these facts coming out. They are scrambling and in a spin cycle, the likes of which you haven't seen, trying to say these numbers don't matter. But they were going to matter if they had proven that masks uh, cut down the infection rate over non-masking, the non-masking control group, by some astronomical number. But that's where we are. Uh, so the, the pro-mask study, which is what this was supposed to be, proving that masks are effective, proved the exact opposite, that there is no difference. Like I said, one-third of one percent difference in the number of uh, cases uh, of uh, coronavirus from those wearing masks compared to those not wearing masks. It's randomized and, and controlled. What that means is there was a group of around 3,000, a little over 3,000 people wearing masks and just shy of 3,000 not wearing masks. And of those who actually continued to participate in it, which is not all 6,000, around 4,500 of them, uh, 53 on the masking side were um, uh, infected with the coronavirus and around 48 on the other side. So in other words, like I said, one-third of 1%. This is the best and most thorough scientific study we have to date that proves that masking is useless. It's pointless. As Dr. or not Dr. as Attorney Tom Renz just told us, it is about control. It is a thousand percent about control. We knew this from other uh, data as well. But they have been trying to tell us, and, and they're trying to science shame us. If you don't support masks, you don't support science. If you don't support masks, you're a science denier. Well, Let's look at the data here. It was a pro-mask study that did not uh, result in what they thought it would, so they tried to bury it. Once they were called on it, they had to release it, and they released it with spin. And the author of the study that proved that there is no benefit to wearing masks versus unmasking in terms of avoiding COVID-19, the author of the study said at the end of it, He still thinks everybody should wear masks (laughs) because that's science. You're a science denier if you disagree, even if science has proven it wrong. So uh, keep the fight, my friends. Keep the faith and keep up the fight. Uh, We're going to win this. We're going to win this uh, one way or another. We've got attorneys on our side. We've got the law on our side. We've got the Constitution on our side. And now we've even got science on our side as much as science is trying to hide from it. Dr. Everett Piper will join us next on AM 1420, The Answer.